Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. If that doesn't make you smile or laugh, something's wrong with you, all right? But those are some amazing people on the A-team. And uh, man, I just love watching that introduction. So can we give them a hand? All right. <laughs> As they walked in the door this morning, I said, you look great in the video. And they said, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And so we will make sure you sign a form and don't sue us. So thank you. So, man, we're excited what God is doing at Avenue. We're going to start a new series uh, called Building People. And uh, we're excited because you're going to hear the word a lot here at Avenue Church. We want to build people up. We want to build people up. We want to build people up. And I'm excited what God is doing at our church. And even last week, we talked about what repentance means. And it's a big word that we hear. If you're a first-time guest, you went, oh, no. This is like, we're like two seconds in, and he said the word repent. But in the Bible, repent means simply to turn around, simply to change your mind, to say, you know what, I repent, but I'm going to turn around, I'm going to take a step. And so here at Avenue Church, we're passionate about you finding your next step. So your steps could be different from this person. Your next steps could be different from this person. Your next steps could be different than my next step. But even I, as the leader of this church, as the lead pastor, I'm still taking a step. What is my next step in my relationship with Jesus? And so I'm going to show you one more video, but this is a powerful one because last week we had 14 people take their first step. So check this out. I don't know about that one, but here at Avenue, we value joy, amen? We value joy in Jesus' name. Raise your hand if you've ever started a project or you got a project at home you haven't finished yet. Look at all you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So drop your project and come to my house and finish my projects. I have a project at home, and there's lots of different projects, and, and uh, as I was writing this message, I told myself, you know what? I think I'm the apostle of projects. I start them and then hand them off. Like, you go ahead, but nobody else is finishing my projects at home. One time, my wife left on a trip, and uh, when she came back, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to clean the house when she comes back. That's going to be my project. Then after I clean the house, I'm going to clean the garage, because the garage is, you know, really, and if you're with me on this, isn't the garage reserved for junk? Amen? No. Anyone else? Like, that's a catch-all. Can I get an amen? Give me some validation, please, all right? But before she came home, I forgot. She said, hey, babe, I'm jumping on the plane. I said, oh, praise God. Click. It was like, I was that, I don't know if you've seen that YouTube video, but I'm that gentleman that I'm like, we got to make sure nobody lived here, all right? Throw the couch away. Throw the rug away. And I cleaned as fast as I could in record time. So when my wife came home, I said, oh, yeah, baby, it's been like this all weekend. 
But there's lots of projects that we begin that we are still needing to complete. But I'm here to tell you today that here at Avenue Church, in the eyes of God, you are not a project. I'm here to tell you at Avenue Church, in the eyes of God, you are not a project, but you are God's workmanship. That God created you, and he created you on purpose and for a purpose. But when we walk in here, we don't see a project. We see purpose inside of you. And so there's lots of unfinished projects that we have in our lives. But what we want to do here at Avenue Church is we want to begin to build people. And you're going to see this on a lot of Avenue, but throw up on, this, on the screen, is that we want to build people. We want to use this church to build people. We don't want to use people to build a church. We don't want to grab people and say, hey, I need you to help me build this thing called Avenue, and let's go. But what God has done during the season of six months, even a year ago, we started Interest Socials back in last June of last year. And God begins to bring people to Avenue that said, I have giftings, I have abilities, I could help you in this area. But we want to use this church to build people, not use people to build this church. Now, at Avenue Church, we can't force you. To grow. But what we're going to do is we're going to create an environment, a life-giving environment for you to grow in. That is our desire here, is we want to build people. People matter to God, therefore people matter to us. Jesus himself said this. He looked at Peter and he said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. But then at a separate time he turned to Peter and said, if you love me, feed my sheep. And that's what we want to do here at Avenue. We want to not only feed you, but we want to build you up. We want to say, what has God placed in you? And we're going to work on that. What is your next step? Jesus gave his life to build the church because he knew he would use the church to build people. Now, I believe, even, even in this day and time in this culture, that the church is the greatest hope to the world. The church is the greatest hope right now to even to the United States of America. How many could agree with me on that? That a church is the place that we say, you know what? I'm going to bridge the gap, and we're going to provide hope, we're going to provide healing, and we're going to provide a place for you to operate in your purpose. So let's turn to our Bibles. If we could turn on just maybe one row of lights here so we could look at our Bibles. But turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1, and we're going to go starting right there. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. So if you got your Bibles, you can open them up. If you don't, we got some free Bibles off to the side. Also, you can pull up on your iPhone, the YouVersion app. And if you got an Android, Samsung, Galaxy, we love you. You're welcome here. <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ to Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi, together with overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you. Man, that is my prayer every single time you walk into Avenue Church. No matter what your weeks look like, no matter what your mornings look like, no matter what kind of argument you had in the car pulling into the parking lot, that my desire, my prayer is that you leave here with grace and you leave here with peace. Peace that only Jesus can give us. Peace that surpasses all understanding. And this is only attained by Christ Jesus. Amen? So we would love for you to offer that. Number uh, Verse 3, I thank God. Every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. Now, many theologians said the, book of, the entire book of Philippians, one of the main themes is joy. 
one of the main themes is joy. So if we're going to be running through the book of Philippians in this next month, and we're going to begin to see where, how do we build people up. I find it great joy. I love he is. I always pray with joy when I think of you. I find it personally, I have great joy, not when God's building me up, but when I can build others up. I find great joy in investing in others. So he says, great joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this day until now. Then here's what I want us to do by adding a second service by providing growth track opportunities by launching groups this fall in next September. So even next Sunday, if you want to lead a group, come meet with me. We're going to have group training after every service next week. So about 10.30 and then about noon, we're going to have small group leaders training if you want to join or start a group. But all, we've done all these things, but here's what we want to do at Avenue. We want to make sure you're fruitful, not busy. We want to make sure you're fruitful and not busy. That I think we all need to be fruitful because then we'll begin to grow. And here's verse 6. Here's what I want to hit on today. You guys ready? Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. That he who began a good work in you will carry it unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, today's going to be good. Today's going to be good. Turn to your other neighbor you just completely ignore and say, today will be good. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you for this word. Father, begin to use me. Father, I pray, get Jeremy out of the way and begin to use me as a mouthpiece. Father, I pray that we have a revelation of your word. Break it down for us and help us to begin to introduce this new life-giving series called Building People. Father, we thank you. We praise you. And thank you, the Bears won yesterday. In Jesus' name. Amen. We're praying for the Raiders. God, it, it's coming, all right? It is coming. So here's what I want to do. The title of today's introductory message is, You Complete Me. You Complete Me. How many have heard that statement before? How many have heard that before? How many said that before? It's okay. It's okay if you said that before. How many have seen the movie Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire, right? If you haven't seen it, terrible movie. But here's what it is. He's, he's, he's before this, this lady, this woman, and it's good old, you know, Tom Cruise, right? Probably this short. It's all right. And he's before this lady. He says, I, I love you. You complete me. How many know what I'm talking about, right? And she goes, just shut up. Shut up. You have me a hello. I'm here to tell you this morning that the only one who can complete us is the one who created us. I'm going to say that one more time because that was like tweet worthy, right? The only one who can complete us is the one who created us. Amen. Now I'll even tell you that Jesus is the one who began a good work in us. And here's what I love. Jesus starts it, he will always finish it. Now I'm here to tell you that if you're looking for a relationship, and I want to encourage you, we've all fell into this trap before, but I need to find someone who can complete me. Raise your hand if you're single in this place. Come on. If you're single, look around. Thank you very much. Come on. Somebody put their hand out real quick. You were ready for that. But even when I, when I married my wife, my wife did not complete me. But I can only have a healthy marriage only if Jesus completed me. 
that I had to realize a long time ago that I had to begin to date Jesus and to have a relationship with Jesus in order to strengthen any relationship in my life. But let's get back to building people, all right? I'm building relationships here, all right? I'm going to make a matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. <laughs> but the author of Philippians was Paul. I found it so interesting as Paul he begins to write this book. And the reason why he's writing, and he calls it Philippians, because he wrote it to a church he started about 14 years ago from this letter on the book of Philippians. So he writes this letter to the, book, to the book of Philippians. He's writing this letter to a church that he started, and it was the first church he started in Europe. And when he wrote this book to the city Philippi, he had a dream that before he was going to start a church, he wanted to start a church somewhere else. And you know the church planner me loves this, right? So he wants to start a church somewhere else, but he goes to bed and he has a dream of a Macedonian man saying, will you come to my city? Will you come to Philippi and start a church here? They need to hear the gospel. And so he woke up from that dream and he said, the Lord is bringing me to Philippi. I'm going to start the first church in Europe. I love that as a church planner, because how many know God gave us a vision about four years ago to say, come to the southwest part of Las Vegas. People need to hear the gospel. Let's partner with other churches in Las Vegas, and let's bring the gospel message to the southwest part of Las Vegas. Anyone cool with that? Yeah. Amen. I'll settle down. I'll come down. We'll go back. But here's Paul. He's sitting in prison, saying, when I think of you, I have great joy, although I'm in prison. But let's take a look at his past real quick. In Acts chapter 26, and how many would love that? Like, welcome to Avenue Church. We're going to look at your past. Whoa, I don't want to be here. Hey, it's so great. Fill out that Connect card, and then we're going to do a background check on you. We're not doing that here at Avenue Church. We don't card, but we just love. And here's what Paul says. He says, in Acts chapter 26, he said, I was on my way to kill some more Christians. That was my testimony. Paul was really, Saul was his name. And how many know when you have an encounter with God, he changes your name? And so here's Saul. He, gets, he was on his horse. He was going. He was on the road to Damascus. He had authority from the, from, uh, from the higher-ups that he can go and kill some more Christians. And so he's riding on his horse down the road to Damascus. There was a bright light, much like the solar eclipse that we'll see tomorrow. I got it in there, all right? There was a bright light. Knocks him off his horse. All of a sudden, he's laying on the ground, and he hears this voice from heaven saying, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Paul says, what are goads? I'm just kidding, all right? Paul said, who are you, Lord? I love that. Who are you, Jesus? That's like, Monica, who are you, Monica, right? You know who I am. But he says, who are you, Lord? He says, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to begin to use you for this purpose. He says this, but rise and stand upon your feet. So if you have this terrible past, if you're sitting in the darkness right now, if you're not being used by God, this is his word of the Lord for you. Rise and stand. Get up and stand on your feet. I've appeared before you. Now I appoint you. Now I'm going to use you. Now I have purpose in your life as a servant and witness of what you will see. And this is what it says in verse 17. I will rescue you from your own people, from the Gentiles, and then I will send you to them. I love that. 
God's going to take you. He's going to remove you. He's going to sanctify you. He's going to restore you. He's going to turn you right back around and say, reach those that were pulling you down. That is our vision here at Avenue Church, is that we want to reach those close to us, but far from Jesus. That every single week, we're going to be ready for guests. We're going to have an open chair. Why? Because the people in Las Vegas, in the United States, need to hear the life-changing message of Jesus Christ. Open their eyes, turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan back to God, so they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified in faith in me. Paul used the God used a guy named Saul who's killing his people and said, I'm going to use you. I'm going to clean you up. I'm going to use you and put purpose inside of your life. See, here Paul, or Saul, he thought he was operating in his purpose. The devil will do whatever he can to distort your purpose over your life. This is what I'm called to, you, to do. And God's saying, no. That's for your own selfish gain. No, it's hurting others. No, I'm going to play something greater inside of you that's going to change the world. How many want some of that this morning? Come on. So I'm going to give you two points this morning. Write this down. Point number one. Point number one. If you're taking notes, point number one is find it. It's find it. How can I be complete in Christ Jesus? It's find it. If you're, on the, if you're here at Avenue Church and you're on the search for something, I want to tell you that you're in the right place. That most people do not know what their purpose is in life. We're searching for meaning. I'm here to tell you, God created us on purpose and for a purpose. I remember my son, he had these big building blocks. And when he was a little guy, I would build them up for him. And then he would come over and knock them down. He barely can walk. And he would, ah, ha, ha. And that was fun for about the 20th time. How many of them I'm talking about, right? Stop with my top. And so I was getting bored and a little bit competitive. I started to build these blocks higher and higher. And when he'd come by, I would go, no, get away from me. Get away from these blocks. I now have a purpose in my life. And he was going, no, I'm going to knock him down. And we would knock him down. I'd get so mad, I had to like put myself in timeout. <laughs> but there are people in your life that won't build you up, but they want to tear you down. And they think it's their purpose in life to do harm. They think it's their purpose in life to destroy what God has done. But I'm here to tell you, you have a father that says, no, I place purpose in them. I place purpose over their life. When the enemy wants to come, I love you, son. When the enemy wants to come, I'm going to make sure it, it, they will not tear down what I completed in them. We are looking for purpose. That God created us on purpose and for a purpose. So at Avenue Church, this is what we want to do. This is an introductory message. But we want you to find it. We have four ways you can find it. Number one is know God. Know God. For some of us, our first step is, what's my, what is my purpose? Let's take a step towards God. Let's begin to know him in the worship experience. Let's begin to know him through the, through the lobby experience. Let's just begin to know who Christ is. Let's open up our hearts and accept him. Because number two is find freedom. Where God begins to pick you up out of that clay and say, you are no longer Saul, but you are now Paul. You are no longer damaged, but now you are restored. You are no longer unclean, but now you are sanctified and you are purified. Begin to find freedom from our past. Then can you imagine in Acts chapter 23, here's Paul saying, this is what happened to me. It's a thorn in my flesh. I'm the chief of all sinners. But yet God used him to write in the most of the New Testament. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
Number three is discover your purpose. Number four is to make a difference. We want you to find your purpose, and we want you to use it to make a difference. God said, I did a good work in you, and I will complete that work in you. Ephesians chapter 2, and this is find God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, for by, by grace, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, if I say this right, I'm going to read this. For it's by grace, verse 8, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith that is not of your doing, but it's the gift of God. Not a result of works, so what one may boast. And here's verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And here's what I want you to touch this. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when the Bible says God created a good work in you, he did it before he placed you on this planet. God created you for a purpose, and then he put you on this earth. So we want you today is to find it. What are you good at? What is your gift? Why are you here? Why am I here? Let's begin to find your purpose in life. In other words, God didn't say, what can I do with this person? I made them, and they're kind of goofy looking, and I put them here. God's never done that for anyone. He says, for you are my workmanship, created in my masterpiece. He didn't create you. He created you. Then he gave you purpose. And point number two in our introductory message today, because we want you to find it. We want you to jump into growth track. We want you to jump into a group. We want you to keep coming every Sunday. If you don't come every Sunday, that could be your next step, is come back next week. We have a desire. One of the reasons why we went to two services is so that our A team, we can sit one, we can worship in one, we can serve one. Why? Because as, as, as long as we're serving, we're operating in our purpose, but we're still going to make sure we're being fed. So we've got to find it. Find it. What are you good at? We want to help you in that. But here's number two, is work it. Is work it. I'm encouraging you today. Turn to your neighbor and say, work it, honey. Work it. Work it. Turn your other neighbor and say, that was awkward, right? <laughs> Have you ever seen an artist work on something? And he's in the middle of the progress, the progression of his art. And as he's making that, whether it's on Fremont Street, whether it's on TV, and you're watching him make something, and you're going, wow, you're a professional. That looks terrible. What are you making? Some of you do the dog thing, like turn your head and go, what are you looking at here, right? What are you creating? And sometimes we feel that way. God, what are you doing in my life? Why am I here? How did you get me here? But it's not until the artist is fully done, when he completes it, you go, oh, wow, that is truly a masterpiece. I didn't know what he was doing, but he knew what he was doing all along. We are God's masterpiece. I'm here to tell you, honey, work it. I want you to find it, but then I want you to work it. Here's why we cannot fail. Even when it comes to church, when it comes to our personal walk with Jesus Christ, if we keep our eyes on him, we will not fail. Why? Because he began it. He will complete it. He completes me. He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. One day I was watching, uh, watching TV I had a sandwich, some chips, and a cookie. Nice Diet Coke. And on the TV popped up Insanity. Have you seen that workout? It's an Insanity thing. 
watched that for quite some time, and I was impressed. I was like, wow. Like the before pictures, I mean, that, I mean, that guy's like, he's, he's, he's huskier than me. And his after pictures is like a completely different person. How many of I'm talking about? It was like, you're different nationalities now. That's cool. <laughs> I remember eating a sandwich, eating a cookie, and I was, I, had, I was working it, baby. I was like, you go. That is incredible. Wow. Even one time we got P, uh, before we even did P90X years ago, years ago, because you know I work out, right? I went to the gym the other day, and about, I, did, uh, I did the bench press at 350. And then 4 o'clock I went home. <laughs> that was bad, huh? That was bad. That was bad. My watch this program in Sandy, and I was cheering them on. Come on. You got this. That's incredible. But as I begin to watch it, the infomercial just keeps going on like it sucks you in. This is incredible. I didn't lose any weight. I didn't get any stronger. Why? Because I wasn't doing the work. Philippians chapter 2, this is the next chapter. Paul says this, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So God did a good work in us, and we're saved by his works, not our works, so that we cannot boast. But this is what it says. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you. God wants to do it with us. God can say, you know what? Boom. You are saved. You are sanctified. But I'm not going to keep you that way. I'm going to keep healing in your life. I'm going to set you free. But it's not his job to keep us free. He said, work out your salvation. How do we do that? In community. How do we do that? In a small group. How do we do that? At Avenue Church. How do we do that? In prayer. In our word. Every single day. Why? I'm working this out. What are you doing today? Hey, I found it, but now I'm going to work it. I'm going to work it. Our purpose isn't, God, what can you do for me? It should be, what can I do for God? Because when you find it, you begin to work it. We teach us in growth track. We don't want you to leave here today and say, man, I have to read my Bible. But when you know God and you find freedom and you find it and you begin to work it, you're going to read your word because you want to. You're going to wake up and say, I need to know about this Savior who saved me, who sanctified me. I need to know what Philippians says. I need to know how Saul became Paul. I need to know about the miraculous power of Jesus Christ. Church is way more fun when you stop coming just for you. Just for you. I want to ask you today, will you work it? Will you own what you have? That if you call Avenue Church, we will ask you to do some things. We will ask you to go to Growth Track. We will ask you to serve on the AT. We're not placing people in positions, but we're placing them in gifts. We want you to lead a small group. Join me next Sunday and say it's a free market-based you don't have to know the Bible through and through. You just not, you got to know how to golf. You got to know how to ride a bike, a motorcycle. You got to have your hobbies together in a free market system. But we believe you find healing in the context of relationships. That we want to ask you to move around and make room for more. You might say, this is my seat, but every Sunday I will give up my chair for someone to hear the gospel. That purpose is more fun when we're able to build up others. But if we're not careful... We can forget that every Sunday is someone's first Sunday. I want to say thank you, AT. Thank you to those that attend. You know, you know what's incredible is that every single person that's here 
whether you're searching for it, whether you're finding it, or maybe you lost it. But your attitude, your love for people is incredible. Now I got to say thank you, 18, that at six, uh, seven months in now, that I could preach a message called Building People because you're building people every single week. We're loving on people every single week, and we're operating in our purpose. We're not in it for us, but we're in it for you. I was even at, I traveled to evangelist, and for me, my heart's prayer is that God would heal my ears. I'm deaf in this year and I'm hard of hearing this year. So it's been, you know, it's just been great challenges, even being married, having a son, pastoring a church. If I walk by you and you're like, Pastor Jeremy, you're awesome, you know, I don't hear you, you might be like, that guy's a jerk. I just can't hear you. So I've had just challenges. I remember I was traveling with the evangelist, and I would always ask people to pray for me. Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? I'm here to tell you, I'm still believing for God's miraculous power in my life. But it occurred to me one day, I said, you know what? All these people want to pray for me. Because I'm, I'm able to be transparent. I'm able to be open. I'm not a threat. And so when people pray for me, I said, I, 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 please pray for me. But in return, I want to pray for you. And when I changed my mindset from me to them, when I changed my mindset to what God can do for me, but what can I do for God? What happened is people pray for me and I, I would receive and say, please let this be the prayer. Let this happen. Let healing take place. But then as I begin to pray for people, as I travel with this evangelist, we begin to see miracle after miracle. A lady ripped off her cast right in front of me. I was almost like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't have insurance, right? She ripped off her cast and started running up and down the church. We begin to see miraculous things happen. Why? Because I got my eyes off of me. But often the roadblock for many of us here is just, you know what? I'm good, you know. I'm just happy this place didn't burn down when I walked in. I'm not good enough. Can you imagine Paul's statement when God kicked him off his horse and said, why are you persecuting me? I'm going to send you to Damascus. I'm going to send you to write the New Testament. I'm going to send you to start churches. Can you imagine what was going through Paul's mind saying, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. That there are roadblocks in his mind. I want to encourage you. That's you and that's me. That we want to walk alongside with you. We want to help you take a step. Maybe that's baptisms. Maybe that's growth track. Maybe that's 18. Maybe that's simply coming back. But we want to help you take one step at a time. See, Avenue Church is a place for perfect people, but for people that are a work in progress. I'm going to close with this verse, Philippians chapter 3. This wraps it all up for us as we begin this new series. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. It says, not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own for Christ has made me his own. Yes, we're not perfect. Avenue Church isn't a yacht club or some big clique. Avenue Church is a hospital. Avenue Church is a place where we send those out. You have a desire to do it. Let's equip you and let's send you. You have a gift. Let's, re- let's train it and let's send you. That yes, I've not already attained it. I'm not perfect, but I press on. I work it. I make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. There's no time like the present. I'm going to read through this. This is kind of cheesy, kind of old. But here's some excuses 
of men and women in the Bible. Abraham lied. Moses stuttered. Jacob was a liar. David had an affair. Abraham was old. Paul was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Jeremiah was depressed and suicidal. Elijah was burned out. Martha worried a lot. Noah got drunk and Lazarus was dead. We all have excuses, but God wants to use us for his praise and his glory. If I could sum up today's message, you say, what is that good work? You know what that good work is? It's you. For you are God's workmanship. And when we open up our hearts, we say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. That means we've come back to the Father. And God says, see, the good work I did in you, I will do it into completion. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Will you stand with me, please? I got to close. We got two services, Jeremy. There's a little boy who, uh, he grabbed a piece of wood and he whittled it. And on this piece of wood, he carved out a beautiful boat. He took a many, many days, some weeks to do this carved boat. He put his initials on, on the bottom of the boat. He took that boat, he painted it, a beautiful boat. He took it out to the river, had a string on it, and began to, the boat began to float in the river. All of a sudden, the wind picked up and the string came out of his hand accidentally, and the boat went down the stream. He ran after it, but the wind took off that boat, and he never saw that boat again. About a couple days later, he was walking down the street, and down the street, he walked by his pawn shop, and there he saw his boat in the window. So he ran into the pawn shop, he said, sir, this is my boat. Look, it even has my initials on it. But the owner of the store said, no, you got to buy that boat. That's my boat, and you need to buy it. So that little boy said, fine. So he went out, he spent the next week mowing yards, selling Kool-Aid, asking for money, getting all that. He was working for that boat. So he came in and he dropped down all this cash, all these coins on the table. And he said, I'm going to buy back my boat. So he took that boat, he went outside, he hugged it. He said, you are twice mine. I made you, but I lost you, but I bought you back. You are twice mine. God created you. He might have lost you. But he said, I bought you back. You've been paid with a price. So what do you want us to do today, Pastor? I want you to find it. Find Jesus. Find purpose. I want you to work it. I want you to say, you know what? I've been attending and I've been consuming, but now I'm going to contribute. But the first step for many of us today is accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If you're here today with every head up, every eye open, you say, I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want you to just raise a hand and put it back down. Just raise a hand and put it back down. Just raise a hand and put it back down. Come on, we see those hands. Thank you. Come on. The Bible says, confess with our mouth. Say, be Lord of my life. You will be saved. Now let's walk through this with you today. Let me pray over you guys. That is our introduction to our new series, Building People. I hope you enjoyed it. It was cool, right? It was all right? Let's pray over you. Father, I thank you for your word.
Father, thank you for the book of Philippians, Father, that we're able to find joy in hard circumstances. That, Father, I thank you that whatever you did in us, the work of salvation, purpose in our lives, that you'll bring it unto completion. So, Father, I pray today in Jesus' name that we begin to see the extraordinary out of individuals that call Avenue Church their home. Father, we're thankful for what you're doing here in Las Vegas. If you believe it, you receive it, shout amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.